This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Turning the Tide by Gareth Bronbill. Hey, Bourne, where are you going? I suppose I've been aware of bullying in all its subtle and not-so-subtle forms my whole life. I was never a particularly big lad, so even at nursery school, when I was very young, it soon became apparent that the bigger and louder you were, the more you seemed entitled to get the bigger and better toys. I just cowered on the sidelines and learned to make do with second best. It's funny how incidents like that set the tone for the rest of your life. Though, of course, you don't realise what's happening at the time. It's only when you're older, when incidents occur that make you feel inadequate. Morning. Icy, isn't it? Parked close enough, did you? Uh, sorry? Look at your car. Look how close you've parked to mine. There's hardly any room for me to get in. Uh, yes, it's tight, isn't it? I know see... it's tight. I can see that. Just be more careful next time, all right? Look out where you're parking. Good job I'm not fat. As I get older, I've realised that people don't bully you so much as assume that they can say what they like to you and you're not going to say anything back. In the incident with the neighbour, it was only when I remembered what happened the night before that I felt angry with myself for letting him say what he did. Morning. Icy, isn't it? Parked close enough, did you? Uh, sorry? Look at your car. Look how close you've parked to mine. There's hardly any room for me to get in. Oh, yes, it's tight, isn't it? You I see... know it's tight. I can see that. Just be more careful next time, all right? Look out where you're parking. Now, hang on a minute. It was a different car in this space when I got home last night. You must have parked after I did, when the space was empty well, again. So what? You still parked too far over. Hardly left me any room at all. Only because the car on the other side of me was parked too far over. I tried to park in my space as best I could, and I'm sorry it didn't leave you a lot of room. For that, I apologise. But there's no need to have a go at me about it just because you can't get into your car. It's his fault, not mine. Yeah, all right, mate. Don't get funny. Don't be funny. I, I come out here, I'm polite. I say good morning to you, uh, and all I get back is a mouthful of aggro from some empty-headed moron who thinks he can get away with saying whatever he likes to me. Well, you can't, all right? I won't stand for it. All right, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have asked what happened. I'm sorry. Of course, even if I had remembered what had happened the night before, I, I probably wouldn't have said anything. Because I'm not that kind of person. I wish I was sometimes, but I hate confrontation. I always have. Whether that's a trait set from keeping my distance when I was younger, I have no idea. Of course... Even when I tried to keep my distance, it didn't always keep me out of trouble. But that's another matter. You funny thing. Sorry? Why don't you just take it back? No, it's fine, really. I love cold curry. All it needs is another blast in the microwave. Oh, well, heaven forbid they should actually use a proper cooker. I mean, who cares about the delicate infusion of herbs and spices, the delicious tender quality acquired through hours of loving preparation, when all the cooking process really involved was a quick zap in a microwave. I thought you said this place was good. It is, usually. There's no need to be sarcastic. How's your fish and chips? Delicious. Do you want to go halves? No, it's your meal. 
And I'm really enjoying it while you sit there with a cold curry. It doesn't matter. I'll get something later. Does matter. Get it heated up. No, it's a busy day, that's all. They rushed off their feet. It, it probably just got overlooked. And you'll still pay for it. I know you. You won't complain. It happens. Yes, and it can get sorted out. Just ask them. Hi, everything all right with your meals? Oh, yes, fine, thanks. I don't believe you. Excuse me, uh, my husband's curry was brought out cold. Could he have another one? Oh, yes, of course. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. I can see you're busy. There. Sorted. Smarty pants. My wife understood, even though it drove her mad sometimes. Jane. She loved me for all my faults. With her in my life, all the silly, petty little Hitlers of the world didn't bother me any more. She could always make me see the positive side. I suppose she protected me, really. It makes things all the more difficult now that she's gone. She died last year. It was very sudden. We couldn't do anything for her. There was no time. I was... Well, how does anyone cope with something like that? You just do the best you can. It's when you hear stories of people having affairs cheating on their wives or husbands. They, they don't appreciate what they've got. They just take them for granted. They seem to be allowed to get away with anything, and other people who are genuinely happy together are suddenly torn apart. Oh, anyway, none of this will bring her back. Just miss her so much. I was so worried for Toby when it happened. That's my son. Our son. As it happens, he's been a real tower of strength just like his mother used to be. I'll never have to worry about him being bullied. Born, I asked where you're going. I'm going home, Jackson. Home to Daddy. Single Daddy. <laughs> Poor Single Daddy. Yes, that's right. Single Daddy and Born, all alone. You managing all right? All by ourselves? We're coping, yes. Coping without Mummy. <laughs> Crying yourself to sleep every night. Trying not to. Oh, yeah. I bet you cry all the time. Yeah. You're just cowards born. You and your dad. Come on, lads. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate him. Hi, Martin. I don't know how you put up with him, Toby. He must say something to you every day. He lets me off at weekends. Very funny. Anyway, what can I do? What do you mean? Well, if he was picking on you, what would you do? I don't know. See, what can I do then? Hit him. What? Hit him. You could beat him easily. I can't do that, Martin. Why not? Well, I just can't. It wouldn't solve anything. It would stop him picky on you. How do you know? Well, if he knew that every time he said something bad to you, you'd hit him, he wouldn't say anything bad anymore. Nah, he'd probably just get his friends to beat me up instead. They wouldn't do anything. Have you seen them every time he picks on you? It's only him who says anything. They're too scared. It only takes one. Exactly. If you take that one out, it solves the problem. What have you been watching? Nothing. I just don't like to see him picking on you, that's all. He's been doing it for ages now. Ever since your mum. Well... Ever since my mum died, yes. I know. Doesn't it upset you? Of course it upsets me. What, what sort of question is that? Sorry. I know. It seems strange. Not doing anything. But every day I come to school just hoping he'll stop. It's not like he's really picking on me. He's not really bullying me. It's just these stupid things he says. Sorry, Toby. It's all right. I mean, I don't get it anywhere near as bad as some of the other lads do. Should be grateful, really. They're just stupid things said by an idiot. 
He's not worth picking a fight with. I don't know how you do it. With your mum as well. Well, what about you and your dad? Yeah, but he left. He didn't die. Doesn't it feel the same? He's still not around. Mum says we're better off without him. I don't know, really. Well, what if Jackson started saying things to you about you and your single mum? What if it made you really angry and then one day he said it and you thought, that's it, I'm going to hit him? I couldn't do it. But it's all right for me to hit him. Yeah, you could beat him. He's bigger than I am. He beat me to a pulp and I've got asthma. I'm surprised he doesn't pick on me, really, seeing as I'm your friend. Maybe he doesn't think you're a threat. What do you mean? Well, me and Jackson are at the top of our class. He's quite clever, really, and this year I'm doing all right as well. Maybe he started all this because he's scared I'm better than him. I don't think bullies always pick on people just because they're small. Anyway, just be glad he doesn't pick on you. I am. I just wish he'd leave you alone as well. Maybe he will soon. If you clobbered him, it might be sooner. If he wants to pick a fight with me, he's going to have to do something much worse than just say stupid things about me and my dad. You're very quiet. What's up? I was just thinking about what happened just then, with the curry. It's over, done, sorted. Was it all right in the end? <laughs> yes, very nice. There you are then. What's the problem? The problem is I never speak up about these things. You just don't. It doesn't matter. I end up doing it. It must annoy you. I find it funny. Doesn't annoy me. Much. There you go. See what I mean? I was joking. Very funny. Anyway, we've spoken about all this before. Lots of times. It's not a big deal. No. It worries me. I hope this isn't heading where I think it's heading. I'll shut up. No, it's all right. Look, it's a part of you, but it's overshadowed by lots of better parts of you. Anyway, it gives me something to work on. Little chunks I need to iron out. You don't fall in love with someone because they're perfect. You can't. No one is perfect. You are? What else could I possibly ask for in a wife? Oh, you charmer. I can't believe how lucky I've been finding you. Well, I was hardly scraping the bottom of the gene pool with you either. There's room for improvement. I'm working on it. Lots of room. I really wonder what you see in me sometimes. You know what I see in you. Remind me. Larry, now come on, stop this. Do you really think that I don't love you? No, of course not. Good, because I do. More than you'll ever know, you silly thing. How could you ever doubt it? I don't. Not really. You're just so beautiful and sure of yourself. Well, there you go. One thing I'm definitely sure of is that I have impeccable taste in men. I wouldn't waste my time on anything I didn't consider worthwhile, so just be reassured by that. I have your word on that. Wife's honour. That's all right, then. It's just me. You know what I'm like. Only too well, grumpy knickers. OK. Point taken. I won't mention it again. You mention it whenever you like. It's one of the things I love about you. You're not afraid to talk about things, even if some of the things have been spoken about thousands of times before. Oh, shut up. You know I love you. I think you just can't resist hearing me say it. What else do you love me for, then? Uh, apart from my amazing talking ability. And the fact that you don't mind me calling you grumpy knickers. Uh, yes, and that. What else? Well, you're intelligent and kind and a fantastic role model for Toby. Why, really? Don't start that again. You know you are. How could you not be? You set such a good example. I worry so much about him. That's what parents do. Good parents, anyway. Try not to worry too much, though. He's doing fine. Better than fine, actually. 
That school has really let him spread his wings. He's inherited your brains. What about my self-confidence? Or lack of it? Hey, listen. We've got an equal share in this deal. I wouldn't worry about self-confidence where our boy's concerned. He's quiet. Like I used to be. Don't mistake being quiet for being timid. It doesn't work that way. He just keeps his thoughts to himself. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't think... No. What? Nothing. What? Do you think he'd ever be bullied? Toby? Never. He's never mentioned anything? No, and I'd notice, and I think you would too. He's just not the kind of child that would be subjected to bullying. You think so? I know so. Listen, I know you had problems with it, but it doesn't mean Toby will too. It's not inherited. I know. I just can't help fearing the worst. It'll never happen. And if it does, we'll both be here to sort it out. The same way we sort everything out. Together. I truly thought it would last forever. I've tried to carry on being strong like she was, but I just don't have her strength of character. She tried to tell me once that one day I'd surprise everyone and people would see a whole new me. I don't think so. I just muddle along as best I can and hope I'll be the kind of father that Toby can respect. The day-to-day things don't change. Still the same old routine. School for Toby. Work for me. I'll see you tomorrow, Larry. You take care, Sarah. Have a nice evening. Don't stay too late. Just another five minutes. I'm almost done. Unless His Majesty needs something else. Sarah, I need a favour. I knew it. This is where I work. Investments and that sort of thing. Humble enough job, but I like it. Elements of it, anyway. I like working with Sarah. She's a nice girl, but could do with a bit more self-confidence. Then again, who am I to talk? I don't like working with Robert so much, but then I don't actually work with him. He's Sarah's boss, and he really lords it over her. In short, he's a pig. And if I was any different, I'd have told him to his face a couple of times. I need the figures from last year for a meeting tomorrow. What time? Nine o'clock. That's short notice. It'll take me a while to sort them out. Yeah, I'll need them for quarter two. Just look over them. I'd better do them now, then. Now, that'd be great. Look, I've got to go. Uh, things to do. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And off he goes without a care in the world. He'll come unstuck one of these days. I doubt it. People like him never do. Especially when their father is one of the directors. I wish he'd gone for his job when it came up. I'm happy with my own job. I think they were counting on that. No competition. And a place for the boss's son. He's so disorganised. Yes. And I think it'll show tomorrow, unless we help him. What do you mean? This meeting. I think it could be the projected figures for next year that he needs. He doesn't deserve it, but because it will reflect well on you, maybe we should produce both sets for him. That'll take ages. I promised Mark I'd be home on time tonight. I'll help you. It's just in case. I can see him trying to blame you if it all goes wrong. What about Toby? He'll be fine. He's old enough to look after himself now. Come on, let's get started. Dad, were you ever bullied in school? Sorry? Were you ever bullied in school? Came out of nowhere. Well, I've been thinking about it. Any particular reason? 
No. You're not being bullied, are you? No, of course not. You know you could tell me if you were. I know. It's just that you hear about it on the news and things. People seem to have a really horrible time. It's not nice. Were you bullied? Yes, I was. I wasn't like you at school, Toby. You've got your mother's strength. You're lucky. We're not all so fortunate. What happened? It was many years ago, Toby. It's it's not the nicest thing for a father to tell his son that he was bullied. It is horrible. The consequences carry over into adulthood. I I still wish I had more self-confidence even now. You seem confident to me. Well, I suppose being an adult, a, a responsible one, brings a bit of confidence with it. Owning a house, getting married, having a job, having children. It all forces you to deal with people and situations that add to your experience of life. And that, in turn, makes you more confident at dealing with those particular things. Does that make sense? Yes. Sort of. Anyway, I, I had your mother. She was my rock. I, I say that dealing with things makes you more confident. I always had her to help me. <laughs> Until I met her, I was lost. Because of everything I went through, I, I had no idea how to deal with people. She changed all that. She did well. We're doing okay, aren't we? I think she'd be pleased with us on the whole. She'd be pleased with you. That school is doing a good job. It's a good school. I like it. Try to stay away from bullies, Toby. If they're not bothering you, just stay away. Don't have anything to do with them. Even if they say anything, just try to ignore it. If you react, it's playing into their hands. They're not worth it. I will. I'll ignore them. Thanks, Dad. He hasn't said anything yet. It could be I'm wrong. If he needs the figures from last year, all well and good. If he does come out and say something, don't let on straight away what we did. Try and string it out a bit. You don't like him, do you? <laughs> Can you blame me? I don't like how he treats you. Oh, that's sweet. He's just a bully. Sarah? Yes? These are last year's figures. Yes, that's what you asked for. No, next year's. I asked for next year's. Robert, you asked for last year's. I think I know what I asked for. I think I know. Well... Robert, you did ask for last year's. We both heard you. Well, whatever people heard, I now have a meeting in five minutes that I don't have the paperwork for. You do have them. We stayed a bit later last night. They're in the cupboard by your desk. You left it open again. What? We got the figures for next year ready as well, just in case. You had them both? Just in case. It seemed like a good idea. To get them both ready. Is that all right? Why didn't you tell me straight away that you had the right paperwork, huh? We didn't know it was the right paperwork. Robert, Sarah stayed late last night. She got those figures ready for you, even though you asked for the others. She was only trying to think ahead. Well, why would I ask for last year's figures? Well, that's what seems strange. It didn't make sense why you were asking for them. Robert, that meeting is due to start. It's almost nine o'clock. You've got the paperwork you need. I'll talk about this later. He's so ungrateful. I don't care if his father is one of the directors. How could they have been so stupid as to give him the job? He doesn't deserve it. Well, if it's any comfort to you, his dad can't stand him. How do you know that? I knew his father fairly well. You have to remember I've been here a while. He's not a bad sort, really. He likes his drink, though. And come Christmas, he likes to self-indulge a bit. And I was talking to him at a staff party, and he suddenly came out with this comment about the job and how they were going to try and palm it off on Robert because he was useless everywhere else. 
I think he was hoping I'd take Robert under my wing. Possibly. I, I don't know. He was drunk. He may not have realised what he was saying. Probably all forgotten by the morning. That's something worth knowing, though. Yes, well, don't let it slip. It just gets so difficult sometimes, working with him. I know, but he's all mouth. In a way, I suppose, I, I suppose we should feel sorry for him. I can imagine his old man breathing down his neck the whole time, pushing him to achieve something he can't. He must know how his dad feels. Can't be the easiest of people to please. What do you think he'll say? I have no idea. I wouldn't let it worry you, though. You've got the paperwork for him. What's he got to be angry about? I stand before you this morning a very proud headmaster indeed. A survey in the Times Educational Supplement has listed St. Leonard's among the top performing schools in the country. Consistently impressive exam results and a high success rate for boys aiming for higher education have both played a part in the achievement. As I'm sure you all know, a number of boys have, over the years, successfully applied for places at Oxford and Cambridge. These are all indicative of the high standards that we advocate at St. Leonard's. Standards of teaching, standards of learning. It's up to you all to make the best of the opportunities that are presented to you here. I hope to be telling pupils in years to come of the success that has been achieved by you boys standing here now. Pity you didn't talk about the high standards of bullying too. I don't think that would give him the publicity he wants. He's really into that, isn't he? Good results and things. It's good for the school, I suppose. My mum really hates him. She's really funny when she talks about him, keeps on going about his weak handshake. I asked my dad about bullying last night. You told him about Jackson? No. I just asked him if he was ever bullied. Was he? Yes. I never knew. He didn't tell me what happened exactly, but it seemed it was quite bad. He said it affected his confidence and everything. Because it was bad? Yes. It's funny, really. Explains a lot. I mean, my dad's clever, but he's quiet. Not that you wouldn't think he was confident or anything, but looking back, it was Mum who did most of the talking with things. If there was a problem, She'd be the one sorting it out. My mum was like that. I don't think it was because Dad wasn't confident, though. He was just lazy. Dad called Mum his rock. It was sad, really. <laughs> I like your dad. Yeah, he's great. What did he say about bullying? Well, morning, Bourne. Come on, Martin. What time did you get to sleep last night? After you finished crying? Must have been just before you woke up. Hey, Bourne, I'm talking to you. Not now, Jackson. What? Are you tired? Were you crying? Mummy not around to wipe away the tears? Poor born. Didn't want to ask Daddy for a glass of water? There's only two of you now, isn't there? Mummy's gone. Why don't you leave him alone? What? Why don't you leave him alone? How would you like it if your mum died? Who asked you, runt? You really are a coward, born. You've got to get the runts to stand up for you. Maybe I should start picking on him instead. Leave him alone, Jackson. Or what? What will you do? You don't do anything. You're too much of a coward. Just leave him alone. No. Come on, lads. Martin. I know. I shouldn't have said anything. I couldn't help it. You don't think he will start picking on me, do you? I hope not. I really hope not. Are you OK? Yeah. I just need my inhaler. <sighs> OK. Yeah, I couldn't help it. It just came out. All those things he was saying. It's all right. I don't blame you. I should have done something about this a long time ago. 
What was it you were going to say? You were going to tell me what your dad was saying about bullying. I don't think it really matters now. I'm off to lunch, Larry. See you later. You meeting Mark? Yes. He said he'd treat me. Bless him. Have a nice time. See you later. Larry? Hello, Robert. I didn't see you there. Meeting over? Yes. How was it? Fine, under the circumstances. Is everything OK? I need to talk to you. OK. About you and Sarah. Me and Sarah? I don't like being made to look a fool, Larry. Sorry? I don't like being made to look like a fool. I think that's what happened this morning. Robert, what happened this morning is that you had a problem and Sarah solved it for you. She works very hard on your behalf. Uh, she's supposed to? Do you not like Sarah, Robert? I don't like situations where I'm preparing for something and then made to look like an idiot. Uh, look, Robert, it, it was just a mix-up over some figures. It was resolved. Anyone can make a mistake. But some people's mistakes are remembered more than others. What do you mean, remembered? I see the two of you talking all the time, talking about me, probably. We talk because we work in the same office. We, we talk about a lot of things. You talk about me? Why would we talk about you? I'm the boss's son. People like to talk about that sort of thing. People can get jealous. Yes, they can. But we're not jealous of you, Robert. You wanted my job, didn't you? No, I didn't. You must have. Why wouldn't you want it? I I'm happy doing the job I've got. I, I never wanted yours. Ugh. Honestly, it's not the kind of job I like doing. Do you think I do it well? That's not for me to say. Well, it's a simple enough question. Uh, I have nothing directly to do with your area of responsibility, Robert. You understand it, though. You understand everything that goes on here. You've been here years. Y yes, but I I've never done your job. I, I can't tell you if I think you're doing it well or not. I, I, I don't know. Look, uh, I, I need to get my lunch. You, you seem very upset. I, I'm sorry if you think either of us have done you wrong in some way. We're no threat to you. Maybe you should take the afternoon off and relax. It comes down to getting people's respect. We all want that. I don't think I'm getting enough. I think I'm entitled to it, don't you? I think the two of you do talk about me. I think the two of you talk about me too much. Take the afternoon off, Robert. Th think about what you're saying. I, I, I've, I've really got to get to my lunch. I'm sorry. I'm not happy at all with the situation here, Larry. Just so you know, I'm not happy at all. Well, well. <laughs> if it isn't the run... Oh, no. You all right? Yeah. Don't need your inhaler or anything? No, not, not right now. What was that all about this morning, when you spoke up for Bourne? I didn't mean it. I mean... Brave, really. Stepping in like that. Well... Stupid, though. I'd have kept my mouth shut. I mean... Do you think it's wrong, all these things I say to Bourne? His mum died. No. Did she? <laughs> Why do you say these things? Why do you care? Because he's my friend. Because he's my friend. You're wasting your time being friends with him. You step in to help him, and where is he now? Yes, pity. I'd look out for my friends if I was him, just in case anything happened to them, especially a runt like you. Do you really think that anything you said was going to make me stop? No. No. You needed your inhaler this morning, Smith, didn't you? After what happened. Sure you don't need it now? Don't. Don't what? Can't you feel all those airways starting to tighten up? Stop! Stop! Look at him, lads. He's pathetic. Just like his friend, Bourne. Hardly worth the trouble. Here it comes. Let go of my wrist. I need my inhaler. You don't need that. Let go. Not really. I need it. No, you don't. Let go. Why? I need it. Okay. And push the hand away. Don't. And push. No. Push. Stop. Look at him, lads. <laughs> push. This is quite funny. Come on, Wheezy. Stop it, Jackson. No. 
Push! I said stop it! Push! Come on, Wheezy. You do that one more time. And what? What will you do? You know what? I'd really like to find out. What if I do it to you? Push! Don't do that! I will. Push! Stop it! No! Push! Stop it! No, I won't stop, because you're too much of a coward. Think I'm going to get Smith again? No, you won't! Ah! You should have ducked, Jackson. You! Ah! Ah! What in heaven's name did you think you were doing, Bourne? He was pushing me, sir. I was trying to make him stop. Well, he's in hospital now, with a broken nose. I was trying to help Martin Smith, sir. Does he need hospital too? No, sir. But Jackson... St. Leonard's will not tolerate this kind of behaviour, Bourne. I understand the last year has been difficult for you personally. Despite that, the standard of your schoolwork has been admirably high. However, we will not tolerate this kind of behaviour. You know the punishment for this. But, sir... Enough, Bourne. Sir... I said enough. Wait outside in the corridor. I'll dictate a letter to my secretary that you can take home with you. Effective immediately. Hello, Tubes. Hi. How was school? Well... Lasagna for tea, OK? Yeah, fine. Is, is everything OK? Yeah. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Everything's OK. Everything's fine. Tobes! Toby, what's wrong? You better read this, I suppose. What is it? It's best to read it. I'm sorry, Dad. Dear Mr Bourne, I regret to inform you that your son Toby was involved in a fight at school today. As I'm sure you'll understand, St Leonard's cannot and will not tolerate this sort of disruptive behaviour. Uh, I have therefore decided to suspend Toby for a period of two weeks. Upon his return, his behaviour will be monitored accordingly. Yours sincerely, etc, etc. I'm sorry, Dad. What happened? I was in a fight. The letter tells me that, Toby. How did it start? A boy was picking on me. Picking on you? Yes. You sound surprised. Uh, I just never thought of you as someone who would be picked on, that's all. Is this why you were asking me all those questions the other night? Yes. I wanted to know how you would deal with it. So it's not the first time he's picked on you? No. It's happened a few times. When did it all start? Not long after Mum died. What? I was never bothered before that. They never seemed to notice I was there. Sounds like there's a gang of them. There is. Pretty much. Uh, and they've all been picking on you? No. There's only one boy who's been picking on me. But there's always other lads with him when he does it. I, I can't believe this. It's supposed to be such a good school. It's got such a good reputation. It is a good school, Dad. But it doesn't stop bullies from going there. I think the bullies are the ones who do so well a lot of the time. Oh, that's all right, then. So, so long as they're intelligent bullies. So, so, so this boy was the only one picking on you? Uh, but the other lads were backing him up? Until I hit him. You should have seen them today, Dad. They all ran off. OK, Toby, we'll get to that in a minute. What's this boy's name? Simon Jackson. And the other lads never say anything or get involved? Not really, but, but they're still there. It's it. it feels as though they're taking part because they're hanging around. How many of them are there? Three or four, usually. And uh, normally you don't react, but you did today. Well, he was picking on Martin as well. What was he doing? Pushing him around. Did he ever push you around? No, he just said things. 
And he's been saying these things since your mum died? Pretty much. I was off school for the funeral and everything, and they must have said something in class when I wasn't there, which they need to do, I suppose. And when I got back, everyone knew. And most people were all right and talked about it. But he said nothing. He just kept quiet. Did you speak to him at all before your mum died? Not really. We just ignored each other. So, so he wasn't a friend or anything? No. We kept in our own groups. And then he started saying things? Yeah. When other people weren't around. Stupid things. S such as? Oh, stupid things about you and us. Born and his single daddy. Are we coping? Do I cry every night? Stupid things. You, you asked me the other night about bullying and, and, and what you should do about it. I know. And I said don't get into a confrontation because it's playing into their hands. But this was different. Saying things about us and your mother is, is horrible. But they're just stupid things. As you said. Dad. It, it sounds to me like he just needs a good kick up the backside from his parents. I don't know how they've brought him up to say things like that to someone. The thing is, Toby, I could understand if you had an entire gang threatening to beat you up and you had to defend yourself, but you didn't. It was just you and one stupid boy. And you took the bait and look what's happened now. Has this helped your friend, you getting suspended? I had to do something, Dad. I know they're stupid things, but he's been saying them for a year. He thinks he can get away with anything, and when he started picking on Martin, that was it. I told him to stop. He started pushing me, and I hit him right in the face, and I'm glad I did. I know that you told me to ignore it, but I couldn't. Martin's my friend, and Jackson was picking on him. He has asthma, and he was having an attack, and Jackson was calling him wheezy and trying to stop him using his inhaler. He was having an attack, Dad. Jackson should have left him alone. I had to stop him. So you hit him? Yes. I couldn't just keep telling him to stop. It was getting really bad for Martin. So what do we do now? What do you mean? Well, you've been suspended for two weeks, Toby. Well, we'll have to find something for you to do. Could be worse, I suppose. At least you can catch up. I thought... What? Nothing. Did you think I was going to say something to the school? It doesn't matter. Well, obviously it does. You think I should say something, don't you? It doesn't matter. Maybe that's what your mother would have done. I didn't say that. I know, I did. It's just so unfair. Yes, well, life can be unfair. Very unfair. If you think this is bad, wait until you've grown up a bit. There are all kinds of things going on out there that you really wouldn't believe. Life, work, relationships. They all get affected by things you'd much rather ignore. What, what do you expect me to say to the school? I don't know. I just thought something. I don't really know if there's anything I could say. You did get into a fight, even though you were standing up for somebody. What happened to him? Who? Martin? No, the other boy, the one you punched. Jackson? Nothing happened to him. I mean, he was taken to hospital. He wasn't suspended as well? No. Even though he was also involved? Doesn't matter, does it? I hit him, so I was the one who caused the trouble. Yes, but surely they're also looking at the reason why you hit him. I mean, you were provoked. It's not like you go around hitting people all the time. It doesn't matter, Dad. I'm not the one who got punched. And that's the way they look at it? Yes. I see. Dad? Yes? I'm starving. Right, come on. I'll get tea ready. Tea passed by without another word.
There wasn't anything more to say. Afterwards, Toby went up to his room. I sat alone in the living room. I had no idea what to do next. No matter which way I looked at it, I came to the same conclusion. Toby was right. It was unfair. It was the kind of situation that I'd been dreading. So much for thinking that Toby wouldn't get involved with bullies. I wish so much that Jane was here. She'd know what to do. I got up and headed for the kitchen to make myself a cup of tea. Anything to take my mind off this. I thought the day had gone badly enough with Robert. On the way past the stairs, I noticed Toby's mobile phone just lying there. Without thinking about it, I picked it up and took it into the kitchen with me. Absent-mindedly, I pushed the button that told me the number he'd most recently called. It was Martin Smith's home number. I'd met him a few times. He seemed like a really decent lad. Just the kind that bullies would normally target. Someone that they knew wouldn't fight back. I put the phone back where I'd found it and closed the living room door behind me. I didn't have a clue why I was doing this or what I was going to say. Hello? Oh, oh, hello. C could I speak to Martin, please? Who is this? Oh, I'm sorry. M my, my name is Larry Bourne. I'm... Larry Bourne? Are you Toby's father? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm so pleased you've called. How is he? Oh, he's fine. Well, you know, under the circumstances, of course. I couldn't believe it when Martin told me what had happened. Are you Martin's mother? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Sheila. Sheila Smith. It's funny to finally speak to you, what with the boys being such friends. Your Toby's such a nice boy. You must be very proud of him. Yes, I am. Uh, disappointed by today, though. I I'm still trying to figure out exactly what happened. Toby was obviously quite passionate about the whole thing. I wanted to make sure I wasn't just hearing a one-sided view of things. I was hoping to ask Martin a few questions, if that's all right with you. Well, he's asleep at the moment. It was a very tiring day for him, obviously, with the asthma attack and everything. Oh, he did have an attack then? Oh, yes, a bad one. What's Toby told you, Mr Bourne? I can't believe he wouldn't tell you the truth. Oh, neither, neither can I, really. Uh, I guess I just wanted to make sure of the facts before I decided what to do next. He told me that Martin had an asthma attack, and, and then this boy Jackson, who seems to have been giving Toby a hard time anyway recently, turned up and tried throwing his weight around. He tried to stop Martin using his inhaler. Toby intervened and a fight started, which it sounds like Toby won, but then he's had to take the blame for everything. Or, or rather, the school has punished him for everything, all because he was defending a friend of his. Was Martin's attack really serious? It could have been a lot worse if Toby hadn't jumped in when he did. He's told you the truth, Mr Bourne. Uh, Larry, please. Larry, what Toby has told you is the truth, unless both of them are telling lies, and I know my Martin wouldn't do that. That Jackson boy is a nasty little brute, and he got what was coming to him. I mean, what kind of child tries to stop someone making themselves better? Children can be nasty, Mrs Smith. Please, call me Sheila. I know they can be nasty, I know they can, but he tried to stop Martin using his inhaler. What kind of a child is he? Martin depends on that inhaler. Every time he tried to use it, the boy stopped him. He kept getting his hand pushed away. He was getting worse and worse, and no one else did anything. Bless your Toby for teaching that boy a lesson. He was the only one who cared about what was happening. 
the only one brave enough to step in. I don't think about what might have happened. I mean, you hear such terrible stories these days. People have died if an attack's been really bad. If your Toby hadn't jumped in when he did, well, you know, it might have been... Anything might have happened. Uh, Mrs Smith, uh, Sheila, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you. I, I shouldn't have asked no, you about it's this. it's all right, really. Better to cry, isn't it? Get it all out of your system. It just hits you all of a sudden, doesn't it? <laughs> there. All better now. It must have been horrible for you. Well, what about you? Now your Toby's been suspended. Not that I'm surprised with that headmaster, mind you. Snivelling little coward. I'm sorry? Well, look at how he's dealt with all this. And it's not the first time, you know. What do you mean? It's happened once or twice before with other boys. No one's done anything about it, of course. But that's terrible. Why not? Well, are you going to do anything about Toby? Well, I... I... There, you see. No one wants to do anything. Well, I didn't say I wouldn't do something. I, I, I just don't know how to approach him. You'd think a school in this day and age would be able to protect its pupils against bullies. Especially a school like that. It's supposed to be good. A school is a school. You'll find bullies no matter how good it's supposed to be. Yes. Toby told me there were quite a few there. He reckons the bullies are the ones who do well. He's not far wrong. The story I heard involved one of the clever boys. A really bright spark, apparently. Shame he was such a nasty piece of work as well. Is he still there? No, he left last year, I think. Went to one of the good universities, you know, Oxford or something. And he was a bully? Oh, yes. The poor lad he picked on still isn't what he was. He's from round my way, that's how I heard about it. You see him around from time to time. He was such a happy little soul when he first went there. And then that clever one and his friends started picking on him. They really went to town by all accounts. And the school didn't do anything? Well, I know that headmaster didn't. Mind you, this is all hearsay, you understand. I don't know all the details, but I do know things got so bad that his parents, who are lovely people, had to take him out of that school and put him in one that wasn't so good. The damage had been done by then, though. He knew me well enough when he was younger to say hello when he saw me. You greet him now, and it's scary how much he's changed. It's almost as if he's looking right through you. Those big eyes trembling, like he's got the worries of the world on his shoulders. Now you can't tell me that headmaster didn't know what was going on and didn't do something about it. Every time I've seen him I've thought, there's something shifty about you. His eyes are always darting from side to side and that creepy little smile. Weak handshake uh, too. Sheila, if you knew all about this school, why did you send Martin there? Well, I didn't know all the details about the other lad. Martin had already started. And you think it'll never happen to your own, don't you? Or you think you'll cope with it better than the other parents did. You just hope that yours will be one of the lucky ones who avoids it. I know what you mean. I simply never thought that Toby was the type that would get picked on. Well, there you go. It happens at every school. You've got to send them somewhere, haven't you? Yes. Well, uh, well th thank you very much for your help, Sheila. Oh, you're welcome. Very nice to talk to you at last. Just a pity it was under these circumstances. I hope that Martin feels better soon. Oh, he'll be all right. He's a survivor. I hope it all works out with Toby. Are you going to go and see that headmaster then? After what you've told me, I don't think I've got any choice. Hello. Uh, morning, Sarah. It's Larry. Oh, hi, Larry. 
I'm going to be in late this morning. I've got to go to Toby's school. Is everything OK? It's a long story. I've got to speak to the headmaster. How is everything there? Has, has Robert got in yet? Not yet. Did something happen yesterday? Him just vanishing like that, and you were very quiet. I'll, I'll tell you everything when I get in. I need to get this business sorted out at the school first. I'd better go. OK. Hope it all goes well. See you later. I really appreciate you seeing me, Mr Jameson. My secretary seemed to get the impression that you weren't going to leave until I did, Mr Bourne. Just the anxious worries of a parent. I'm sure you understand. I can understand why you're here. You wish to talk about Toby. Yes. I can give you five minutes and then I have a rather important meeting elsewhere. I'm afraid nothing can be done. My decision has been made. School policy is quite clear. Uh, I wondered if you were in possession of all the facts. Uh, the reason why the fight started, uh, the comments that have been made for the best part of a year about Toby's mother? I make it my business to be in possession of the facts, Mr Bourne, as a headmaster. Uh, so I... you did know of the comments made about Toby's mother? It's the nature of children to say things to each other, Mr Bourne. And some of those things aren't always nice. Didn't that influence your decision at all? He hit another boy, Mr Bourne. A boy who was teasing his friend. Are you aware of the fact that Martin Smith suffers from asthma? Things happen in a playground, Mr Bourne. Things are said and incidents occur. We both know from our own experiences that this is the case. It is no reason for one boy to hit another and send him to hospital. I looked at the man standing before me. A man calmly defending the actions of a bully. And for some reason suddenly found myself thinking it was more than likely he'd been one himself. I could imagine the type. One of the truly spiteful ones for whom the bigger lads would have to do the dirty work. And at that moment I knew I couldn't back down. How pitiful he seemed now as an adult. Sheila's description of him was absolutely correct. He was a coward. He was weak. Weaker than me. And for Jane's memory, and Toby's sake, I could not give up. Not now. What if Martin Smith had ended up in hospital? But he didn't, Mr Bourne. Now, this meeting of mine is very important. I I'm sure they'll wait for you, Mr Jameson. This is very important, after all. You're discussing a delicate matter with a concerned parent. Toby will remain suspended for two weeks. Despite what I've told you? Despite the comments that have been made about his mother? That is unfortunate, but he shouldn't have hit another boy. So it's all right for my son to be bullied for a year, but as soon as he stands up for himself, he's the one who's punished. We have to set examples, Mr Bourne. Then make an example of the bullies. You're giving them the right to do whatever they want. I think you're overreacting a little, Mr Bourne. I don't think I am, Mr Jameson. Too many people get away with this sort of behaviour. Believe me, I know. The bullies in the playground become the bullies in the office, and on the shop floor, and in every other workplace. It never stops until people stand up to them. By punishing Toby instead of the boy Jackson, you'll be letting him think he can just carry on doing what he did before. He'll carry it around with him like some sort of a trophy. He'll end up thinking he can act exactly the same when he's older as he does now. And I'm not prepared to let that happen. I'm sorry? I'm not prepared to let that happen. I'm not going to let you punish Toby when all he's done is stand up for himself. I'm afraid there's nothing you can do, Mr Bourne. The decision has already been made. Toby will be suspended for two weeks, and what's more, I must insist that you stop trying and let justice take its course. Justice? What do you mean, justice? 
We're in a school, not the Wild West. Mr. Bourne, I really must insist you stop this. Uh, what are you going to do, Mr. Jameson? Lock me up in a cell, throw away the key, hang me at dawn? Mr. Bourne! What? Please don't make this any worse than it already is. How could it be any worse? I think it comes down to the simple fact that you have failed. As headmaster of this school, you have failed to discipline a pupil who has bullied my son for the best part of a year. I wonder what the local papers would make out of that. What? Not to mention the local education authority. If I was to write to them about this, what do you think the consequences would be? What would be the point of doing that, Mr Bourne? What do you mean? All you would do is bring a lot of unnecessary publicity on yourself. Papers print this kind of story all the time. Do you really think that one more is going to make a difference? One more parent claiming that their child has been bullied? Maybe you're right, Mr Jameson. You would only be wasting your time. One more parent claiming that wouldn't get me anywhere. No, of course it wouldn't. But lots of parents claiming it would. What? How often do you talk to your teachers, Mr Jameson? Don't understand. Or maybe the question should be, how often do your teachers talk to you? Well, I hold meetings with them every week. And has the subject of bullying ever been brought up by any of them? Well, maybe once or twice. Once or twice, I see. And what has been your advice to teachers who have witnessed acts of bullying? Where exactly is this heading, Mr Moore? I just wondered if any of them had been told to ignore it. Of course not. Pretend it doesn't happen. I wouldn't tell them that. After all, the reputation of the school could be at stake. I have always put the students first. Especially if the brightest students are the ones who happen to be doing the bullying. Can't lose those, can you? All the students are treated the same. Really? It seems to me that what you care about most, Mr Jameson, is exam results and the reputation that goes with it. I'm not saying that those things aren't important. Day-to-day -day welfare of each individual boy, I don't think you could care less. <laughs> that isn't true at all. You'll forgive me if I find that hard to believe. I mean, let's look at the facts. A pupil is bullied. Bullied to the extent that he feels the only way to stop it taking place is to fight back especially when his friend gets dragged into it as well. What happens next? A thorough investigation into what caused the incident, perhaps? A look at all the events that built up to it, taking into account the fact that one of the pupils had been bullied for quite a few months beforehand. <laughs> of course not. There's a playground scuffle. One pupil hits another. Expel the one that lashed out. After all, we can't have people fighting back, can we? Born lashed out. Bourne's the troublemaker. Expel him. That is not how I arrived at my decision, Mr Bourne. Then how did you arrive at your decision, Mr Jameson? Well, I simply believed it to be the best decision for all concerned. Not for Toby. How could it be the best decision for him? He's now sat at home, missing out on his schooling. You seem to like praising the teachers here to the hilt, Mr Jameson. It must be the first-class teaching skills that they have. Pity Toby's missing out on them. He was involved in a playground scuffle, Mr Bond. Caused by someone else. He shouldn't have punched the other pupil. He was driven to it. He was standing up for his friend, and he'd been pushed as far as he could go. Quite a few other pupils here seem to be having the same problem. What, what do you mean? I asked you before how often you speak to your teachers. Do you speak to your pupils a lot? On occasion. I address them in assembly, of course. Of course, but that's hardly a one-to-one -one chat, is it? If any of them had a problem of any kind, would they be allowed to come to you and talk about it? I wouldn't turn them away, of course. But problems like that should be dealt with by the form tutors. I see. And you've already told me that teachers have only mentioned problems with bullying to you once or twice. Yes, that's right. 
I would hold another meeting with your teachers very soon, Mr. Jameson, and insist that they tell you about every occasion when they have witnessed any act of bullying taking place. I'm only telling you this because, like it or not, it's rife in this school, and it's not just going to go away. How do you know? I've talked to people. I've talked to pupils. I've talked to parents. And I've talked to my son. He may have had problems with this boy Jackson, but fortunately, he's still a popular young man. He's seen things going on. He's friends with other pupils who are having a much worse time than him. What if these pupils are going home and telling their parents about it? You can only pull the wool over people's eyes for so long, Mr. Jameson. You can't dress up a school's reputation in exam results that are high forever. If discipline is lacking, people will find out about it. There's already a number of people out there who know you can't afford to let this grow any more than it has. What if all the parents whose children are being bullied came to see you today, like I have? What would you say to them? Would you still try to make out that nothing was wrong? No, no, I wouldn't. I couldn't. You have a fine school here, Mr. Jameson. In many ways, the pupils do you proud. Don't let everything be ruined by concentrating too much on one thing, please. Tell Toby you can come back to school tomorrow. Thank you. I'll talk to Simon Jackson and his form tutor upon his return. This is obviously something that does need to be addressed. I hope it hasn't been left too late. I'll leave you to your meeting. I've taken up far too much of your time already. Thank you once again, Mr. Jameson. I'll pass on the news to Toby. Hello? Hi, Tobes. Oh, hi, Dad. How's things? Oh, just sitting here, watching TV. Is everything okay? Yes, I've just been to the school and had a chat with Mr. Jameson. You did? I was thinking about what you said last night, about everything that happens there. You were right. It isn't fair what happened. To punish you for standing up for yourself is ridiculous. I just pointed it out to him. What did he say? Well, I, I might have said one or two other things to him. It was quite a long conversation. Touched on a couple of subjects. Dad, what did he say? You can go back in tomorrow. I can? It's all sorted out. He's going to talk to Jackson and his form tutor. Hopefully things will start to happen for the better. For the whole school. I think his eyes have been opened. I can definitely go back. That's what he said. Hope that's not too disappointing for you. No. Well, you know... Not like that. I'm very proud of you, Toby, for doing what you did. I should have said that last night. Martin's very lucky to have a friend like you. Thanks, Dad. Thanks for standing up for me. You're the best. I think it's fair to say that I drove to work feeling more than slightly pleased with myself. I'd never even attempted to confront anyone like that before. To have done so and won, and have Toby praise me like he did, made me feel, well, euphoric. I walked into the office feeling like I could take on anybody. Where is he? I told you, he's going to be in late. He had to go to his son's school. He should be here. 
What's going on? Ah, here he is. Now the meeting can be called to order. He's drunk. He's more than that. He's completely lost the plot. Rob, but... I think we should have an honesty day. Let's just be honest with each other. You tell me your things and I'll tell you mine. Robert. And I'll start. I hate the two of you. <laughs> That's honest. I know you talk about me. You talk about me all the time. Robert. Shut up. I'm talking. Uh, I've been thinking about all this. You two shattering away there in your own little world makes you wonder if something's going on. He's not serious. Does that hubby of yours know how much time the two of you spend together? We work in the same office. If you ever have kids, better make sure you know who the father is. <sighs> this isn't getting us anywhere. Well, it's great for me. I know. Maybe that's the reason your wife died. You had her bumped off. Clear a space for Sarah here. It's, it's, the it's really right. great thing about this is that I know neither of you will say anything Mr. and Mrs. Diplomatic or I'm a Mr. and Mrs. Coward. That's what you two are. Go on. I dare you to say something back to me. OK. How's this? Yes, we talk about you. We talk about you all the time. How could we not talk about you? You're such an endlessly fascinating topic of conversation. Not to mention useless, disorganised and a complete waste of everyone's time and effort. We, oh, and you act like a complete pig to Sarah too. What's more, your father hates you. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it. You didn't get this job because of merit, you got it because of your father. And your father had to give it to you because you were so completely useless at everything else. Why, the only reason why it hasn't come crashing down around you is because Sarah manages to keep the whole thing afloat, despite your inept management skills. You've got no intelligence, no tact, and you're an all-round pathetic loser. Is that honest enough for why, you? you? Look out! You hit him! You just hit him. Um, neither can I, actually. What happened at that school? Oh, I'll tell you later. Uh, come on, uh, let's help him up. You hit me. Um, y yes, I know. Why did you do that? Uh, well, I thought you were going to hit me. Oh, my eye really hurts. Uh, Sarah, uh, could you get him some sort of black coffee, please? Uh, and see if the canteen has any ice they could wrap in a cloth, too. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, look at him. He, he must have been drinking since he left here. OK, then. All I want is people's respect. I don't get it from anyone. You have to work for it, Robert. It isn't just handed to you. It's my dad's fault. He kept pushing and pushing and pushing. The whole time I was growing up, and you've got to do this, got to do that. He's just a bully. Oh, you don't understand. I understand about bullying, Robert. More than you might expect. There's no way out of this. What am I going to do now? Sarah and I are no threat to you. We don't want your job. We're here for you. If you want us to help you do it better, it's up to you. But it won't be an overnight thing. You'll have to work at it. Take a lot on board. There's no guarantee that you'll suddenly become better at it. But we'll try if you want us to help out. I want to do it well. I want to please my dad. 
I can't believe what I just said. I, I didn't mean any of it. I'm sorry. I know, Robert. I, I know. I guess that Jane was right when she said that one day I'd surprise everybody. I honestly never thought it would happen, let alone happen like this. It's funny, the obstacles life throws at you, and the means by which you overcome them. I like to think I've done her proud today. She told me that one day the tide was really going to turn for me. I think it's fair to say that that's what's happened today. Turning the Tide was written by Gareth Brownbill, directed by Fran Kirkham, produced by Mariel Runnaker Temple, and featured Stuart Sessions as Larry, David Cunningham as Toby, Ben Murray Watson as Robert and the Neighbour, Harriet Kershaw as Jane, Kiney Bales as Sarah, Matthew Kirby as Martin, Linda Large as Martin's mother, Robert Jales as Jackson, and Frederick Roll as the headmaster. Recording took place at Quince Studios, engineered by Matt Walters, assisted by Andrew Kiprianu. Visit www.wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more free audio productions.